really on the ropes tonight, huh? <laughs> I like just the, yeah, just down there. It's the like You know, that. your people just will not give up, will they? Uh-uh. Well, some of my people are doing some interesting things. What do your people do? Well, I'm wondering if everybody has their notebook out tonight to take notes for Science Live. Oh, I hope so. Because somebody, his name is Kel, has his notebook out. He does. You want to see it? Yeah, I want to see it. There it but is. He did. Dream big. Mm-hmm. Science with Roger Billings. Kel's notes. And that's your hydrogen poster. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's you better, awesome. You better write some really good notes. I think it's good. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. So, did he just send that to you tonight? His dad did. His dad did. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. Where's your notebook? Right here. Oh, it's a pumpkin. <laughs> okay. So what's with a pumpkin? That's the uh, crew, the Science Life crew, who wanted to. The Science Life crew? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, they put it there. The Maybe it's because it's October, crew. and they it's want people October. to get into the feeling oh, of October. fall. You know, October, that reminds me of science. science. Yeah, because oh. October is when they have haunted houses. And you should never ask a scientist to make a haunted house unless you want something really amazing. So did they ask you? Yes, they did. did Fortunately, it? it was when I was growing up. <laughs> wow. Did I mention to you that I'm still growing up? Yeah. So what did you do? You scared them, didn't you? I made a haunted house. You scared them. Yeah, I actually used science to be able to create an experience that was so interesting that we got a three block long line of people waiting to get in to see it. Wow. Mm -hmm. And it used a secret of science. I call it science magic. Science magic. If you were well behaved, I would probably show it to you, but Seeing so that something you're struggling with, <clears throat> we'll get back to it later. You know, I have to comment on uh, Dr. John and Tobias. They're pretty amazing, aren't they? Yeah, yeah I'm they still are. getting over the struggling with comment. <laughs> yeah, so what did he call that? A speed o stat? Hmm. Mm -hmm. And then Chrysler got it, and Chrysler renamed it to Cruise Control. Cruise Control, no. I think autopilot was the thing You're right. he said. Who is listening? You. <laughs> Check your notebook. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Autopilot. And that just brought back, boom, boom, two, two really interesting memories. Chrysler and cruise control. Did those trigger a memory for you? Chrysler? No. Chrysler and cruise control. See, for humans... I mean, not, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but for humans, <laughs> Chrysler and Cruise Control, it conjures up a memory. Conjures and magic. What is it? Okay, so <laughs> since you've asked, <laughs> back in the day, I had the opportunity to meet a great American named John. Not Dr. John, not the father of science, but just <laughs> John Hansen. 
John Hanson was the founder, the president, and the chairman of Winnebago Industries. They made the Winnebago Motorhomes, all right? Okay. And the Winnebago Motorhomes was a little home on the wheels, but the wheels it was on was a Chrysler frame. Really? Yeah. He went to Chrysler and said, will you sell me a truck without the truck? And he said, what? You know, a truck without the truck. So they sold him a truck, and it was steering wheel, and you could drive them, and wheels, but there was no truck on top of it. And he built his motorhome on top of that. And that was really interesting. John Hansen became a very, very good friend of mine. He became excited about hydrogen, and he was the first guy that really gave me the resource to start really pursuing my science. Did I ever show you the check he gave me? We talked about the story about yeah. he came and he wrote out a check to my little Billings Energy Corporation. Do you want to see it? I do. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Can you see it? Billings Energy, <laughs> one million dollars. One million, John That's K. Hansen. There's your proof. So it was a Christmas present. Uh, Christmas present? 1223, 74. Yeah. 74, I wasn't even born. Neither was I. That is back in the day. But you know, John Hansen was a very interesting person and he became very interested in hydrogen and he became another mentor to me like, like Bill Lear, only Bill Lear, we went and lived in his home and I spent a wonderful period of time uh, with him. But John Hansen had a Learjet and he used to fly out and see me quite often, and, and eventually we became good enough friends that when I would go on a trip, he says, well, where are you going? I'm going down to Texas. And he says, okay, I'll send the Lear. So the Lear would fly out and get me, take me to Texas, wait for me, take me home, and then fly back. Lears oh. are amazing, by the way. Yeah, it's on my bucket list to go in one sometime. Did you know that yesterday I had a meeting with the engineers of the Kansas City International Airport? Mm-hmm. And I'm thrilled to report that they have allocated a spot on the runway for the new RB Learjet. RB Learjet. Yeah. So new we don't even have it yet. <laughs> but they're making a new Lear, the Lear 75, as you know about, that mm -hmm. is an amazing jet. And if I just had a place to put it, and if I just had the money to buy it, I could have one. <laughs> so they're going to, you're going to, you have a place now? The Kansas City Airport people have now allocated the lot right next to Signature Aviation for a new hangar. We've got to build it. But that's exciting. That's a prime piece of land. Yeah, and um, trying to figure out how to build it big enough for two jets. Okay, three. Wow. Room to expand to five. <laughs> I'm kind of serious. I, I think. Was that anyway. five? That seemed like six. But we need to get back to John Hansen. You count thumbs? <laughs> thumbs up, guys. I don't count thumbs. She walked right into that, didn't she? I did. Okay, but I want to talk about John Hansen. Because uh, John became such a close, dear friend that he would call every morning at 6 up time, I mean at 6 a.m. 6 up time, I like time. that. 6 up time. <laughs> That's you good. Know, I can tell you a lot of stories about waking up early. Uh, one morning at quarter to 6 a.m., the phone rang. I figured, 
Hanson's watch is broke, because usually John Hanson would call at 6 a.m. sharp. Good morning, it's your wake-up call. And he did it every morning except the weekend. And it was very helpful. And he would talk to me about what happened the day before and give me advice on how to do better today. And he did it every day. It was amazing. Wow. Can you imagine it's someone doing that? And he was one of the most successful financially and business successful people in America, and I learned an awful lot from him. But one morning, the call came at quarter to six, 5.45. And his call would actually wake me up. It was the alarm clock, and it was that reliable. But this morning, it came 15 minutes early, and I pick up the phone. You know how you are at quarter to six? Yeah, you I know how I am. <laughs> Good morning, American! <laughs> it was Paul Harvey. <laughs> you ever heard of Paul Harvey? Mm -hmm. Paul Harvey was really amazing. Good guy. And he wanted to talk on his show about hydrogen that day. He had a national radio show. Good morning, American. And that's how he started the show. Good morning, America. Do you like that? Were you yeah. on the radio right there when he called? Uh, he taped me, but he didn't sit on the open line. <laughs> he didn't catch that part. Okay, but we got to get back to John Hansen because I was uh, in Winnebago, hometown of Forest City, Iowa, visiting on one of my many, many trips. And uh, John Hansen got a phone call. And so I'm talking to the other people there, and he gets off the phone. And he says, We got problems. Hmm. And I says, what happened? He says, we got sued. Sued? Why'd you get sued? And he says, well, it's our cruise control on our motorhomes. We got sued. And then I had to hear the story. The story's something you need to hear. He said, well, this guy was driving down the freeway with his motorhome. His wife was asleep in the back, because you know, motorhomes have beds, and she was asleep, and he really needed to go to the restroom. Uh, motorhome, you have a restroom. And so he turned on the autopilot and went back to use the restroom. <laughs> and I guess the autopilot wasn't a self-driving car back in the day, and so he sued Winnebago for making him think that the cruise control was an autopilot. Whoop. By the way, a year later, Winnebago won that wasn't. And that's probably why they don't call them autopilots. Autopilot oh, yeah. is the thing that steers airplanes. And do you know who invented the autopilot? Mm -hmm. Bill Lear. In fact, he invented quite a few autopilots. And it was an amazing achievement in aviation. I remember Bill Lear telling me about his autopilots. The first Lear autopilot I ever saw was strung out. Do you remember that? We got on the Learjet our first time to go home with him, and down the middle of the aisle, going all the way back to the Learjet, were these wires and these electrical boxes just sitting there on the floor. They weren't strapped down or anything. He said, that's my new autopilot. He was trying it out. And uh, there it was. So we took off. We talked about that story a little bit and how fast we, he goes straight up. But after we got up to altitude, he was going to show me the autopilot. So he turned it on and it didn't work the way he was expecting. So he got up and he went back and he pulled out one of these little pocket screwdrivers 
And he got into that box and he started turning something and the plane's going, <laughs> oh, it's okay, it's okay, I can see fine. Remember that? Yeah. It's it a was, real doer, wasn't he? He, 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 he was really it. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just, it was, talk it was really it. exciting to see what he could do with that autopilot. But anyway, uh, this whole idea of, of naming something is kind of important. You don't want to call it an autopilot, and I'm not being critical of the fact that you did. <laughs> but I'm just saying that cruise control was a good choice. Oh, you named it cruise control. That's what I'm saying. She's in branding. Choosing the right name is a good thing. It is. Yeah, an autopilot doesn't work. In an airplane, autopilot is literally you turn on the autopilot and it flies flies the planes, and there's different ones. The first ones were wing levelers, and then they made one that would maintain the plane vertical, but at the same time, it would steer towards a, a VOR setting or something, and now autopilot, you can do just about whatever you want. Did you know that right here in Kansas City is Garmin Industries? Yeah. Garmin, yeah. you've heard of yeah, them, they make fish finders, <laughs> and they make GPSs, in fact, they've been great leaders in GPS, and now they make cockpit instruments for airplanes. If you put a Garmin cockpit in, they call it a glass cockpit because it's just, instead of all these little dials, it's just beautiful computer screens, right? Pretty. And in the Lear 75, they have a Garmin cockpit. And you could fly it. Mm -hmm. Really? Are you a pilot? Not yet. Not yet? Well, you would be with this one because all you have to do is push the emergency button. I can do that. And the Garmin cockpit finds the nearest airport, calls on the radio to tell them they've got an emergency landing, turns the airplane towards the airport and completely lands all by itself. Here comes Peugeot. <laughs> <laughs> She's back. <laughs> I can push the button. <laughs> but we need to get back to uh, October and science. Technology. Okay. What are you going to tell us? Well, I'm going to tell you about the magic of science and how you can do really, really amazing things. So we were a Boy Scout group, and we had we we were old Boy Scouts. What does that mean? I was the leader, which means I wasn't very old, but the boys were older than 14, so they were not just plain old Scouts; they were explorers. Right? And explorers are different than young scouts because we don't just go to scout camp. We have to have a super activity, something really big we do. And to do a super activity, we have to have a super amount of money. <laughs> so when everybody was doing pumpkins like you are, we decided like to build a haunted house. And we invited the whole town to come and they'd make a little donation to our explorer post. <laughs> it was a good thing. Okay. And so we built this haunted house. We found a house out <clears throat> in the nowhere that no one had lived in forever. And it was kind of falling down. And we swept it out and got permission to use it for our haunted house. And so we had, you know, guys in masks and you jump out and we're going to. And we couldn't get anybody to come. So now we had a marketing problem. Marketing is when you come up with an idea that gets people interested enough that they'll come all the way out and find your haunted house. And there's two ways to market. 
One is tell a story so good that they think it must be worth coming to see. That's the sales method. That's what sales men, women, salespeople do. And then there's the scientific method. The scientific method is invent something so amazing that when people hear about it, they got to see it. So we invented something. Yeah. And what we invented was science magic. It was an illusion. And the way we did it, we first of all had a volunteer. She was not an explorer, but she was his sister. And, <laughs> and we chained her up like this uh -huh. in our haunted house. And we let people come along. And there's this long hallway, and they look down there, and they would see her. And then she would start doing her little performance, and these long hairs started growing out of her face and her hands everywhere, and she turned into a gorilla. Oh, wow. Right while they were watching. They couldn't believe it. <laughs> it's pretty, wow. And then it got worse, because it was okay, because she was behind bars, chained up, but when she turned into a gorilla, she apparently became very strong. She broke the chains. She broke the bars, and she came after them. Oh, goodness. Yeah, and, and that really worked. <laughs> that was the three block And long. so a lot of people started coming to see it, and we had cars lined up trying to get into the little parking lot, and we're running them through super activity, super activity. <laughs> so you came up with this? Well, you see, John Hansen had not given me the check yet, so we had to do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah, so it was my idea. We had to have this great idea, and I thought, you know, why don't we just make this beautiful girl that turns into a gorilla? Wow. And my guy said, great idea. How are we going to do it? Now, never before has this secret been revealed, so please be careful who you tell. Only tell people that are quality scientists. But I'd now like to take you to the diagram. There's the diagram. I think I'm going to flip it. Okay, anybody get dizzy? <laughs> okay, so this little circle right here, that's you going through the haunted house. Okay. okay. And this little line here is what you can see. You see down this hallway, and we put a large piece of plexiglass, like glass, right here. It was a four by eight sheet. We mounted it like that. So when you look down here, we made it all dark back here. See these two lights? We turned them off. And this was dark, but over here, can you see this is the girl? Mm -hmm. She's standing there, and these two lights are on nice and bright, so when you look at it, you see her reflection, and you say, oh, there's a, there's a girl back there. Mm -hmm. Now, when it's time for the excitement, we have hiding here, the big gorilla. See, we're, this Look at is, that gorilla. This is a top view looking down. <laughs> Give him a little nose. Oh. Okay, there he is. That's the gorilla. But you can't see him because it's dark back here. Right. And this is bright. But then we have a thing called a rheostat. A rheostat has a knob on it, and you turn it, and it changes the electricity from this plug over to that plug. And oh. so these lights would dim when you turn the rheostat, and these lights would come on. And when this was half lit over here, these were just half lit, 
and these were half lit, you could see her in the reflection and you could see the gorilla straight through the plexiglass. And it looked like they were both the same creature. And it looked really amazing. <laughs> when you see the people come out there and say, I saw hairs grow right out of her face. It was amazing. <laughs> to come up with that is very something. It's science. It's just science. <laughs> and so anyway, I have been bragging about this all these years, and I've been telling people how this works, and the, oh, the grill is not lined up right. The grill has got to be lined up just right so it'll be in the right position. So this year, I decided it was time to prove this is more than a cheap story. This is real science. Real science. I wanted to make it science live, so we built it. <laughs> okay. We built it. Would you like to see the place we build it? I would. Okay, so we have some places that we hang out. We call them our digs. Our digs. They're our digs. <laughs> These are the places. And one of the places is what we call the Shire. Yeah. Okay? The Shire. Inside the Shire, we built this demonstration of this amazing scientific October technology. <laughs> And I have a little video to show you where we build it. Would you okay. like to I see what it looks like? Video. Okay, this is kind of what. It, okay, can you see what that is? There it is. This is the room. This is on the wall of the room, and that's the books sitting on the room. But inside this room, this is it. Fire. This is to get you in the mood. Can you see that? Mm -hmm. Right in the middle of the room. Have this little place that is the illusion. Yeah, this is. If you don't have the effect, it doesn't work. Okay. That has nothing to do with illusion, but there it is. Now you see that brick wall? Yeah. That's what we were watching for. That is the little room we built in the corner of the room with all of the Shire things for okay. the illusion. And we built this little tiny room, kind of like my drawing here. Can you see this drawing, how it's a little room, and we're looking right here. And there's a little window that you look in, and you can see things. Now, when people would look in there, we also had sound effects. We put a speaker right up here above the person so they would hear the sound. And we decided we need to do something else. So we mounted a fan. And the fan would be off until there was the sound. And when there was the sound, the fan came on and it filled the air. It adds to the effect. Now, I don't know how to do the air over the internet. So you're going to have to imagine that. But we can send the video and we can send the sound. So can you please, when you hear the sound, <laughs> Imagine the air blowing all of a sudden. <laughs> the air can be quite startling. Okay, you yeah, want to see it? I do. So I'd like to show you the first version. In this first version, we have the person here, and we don't have any gorilla hiding back here. So all you see is the hobbit. We have a little guy that is our own hobbit, our halfling. <laughs> and we have him become startled something very terrifying happens. And he becomes startled. And so he finds this magic ring. 
If you haven't read the book, you need to. <laughs> but for those of you who haven't read it, yeah, it's a ring, and he puts it on his finger, and when he puts it on his finger, he disappears. Now, just remember what's happening on this figure is we have the light on him, and when he puts the ring on, we dim these lights right here and start turning these on, and there's no gorilla here, so he just disappears. Why didn't we turn him into a gorilla? Because in Lord of the Rings, he doesn't turn into a gorilla. <laughs> no. He just disappears, and okay. we want to show we can even do that with this illusion. Okay. Would you like to see it? I would. Okay, now listen for the sounds. Imagine the air blast at the right time. Here we go. Okay, do you hear that shriek at the end? That's yeah. where the air comes on. <laughs> okay, what do you think? It's a pretty good hobbit. Pretty good hobbit, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he had to practice and practice to get this just right. But he did, and he did real well. You want to see it again? Yeah. Let's see it again. Okay, here we go from the beginning. So he's there, and there it rolls. Yeah, it's coming right on there. Okay. Look how big his feet are. Special effects. I will tell you that this video clip was not made with any video special effects. That's exactly what it looks like. And a lot of people have gone in and seen this, and I kept it just in case someone else wants to see it in the future, okay? But then some people wanted to know, hey, wait a minute, you said it turned them into a gorilla. I don't think you can really do that. Now, I'm not going to say who said that. <laughs> but, but I want to prove to you that I can actually put the gor gorilla right here and I can turn the hobbit into a gorilla which, and watch right in the middle as he's changing into the gorilla and you can actually see the hair growing, okay? Now here we go. Watch this version. There he is. There's the gorilla. There's the girl, Illa. <laughs> what is that? What is that? And by the way, that was not special, almost special effects, but that was not camera effects. That we really did right in our little, little project that looks just like that. I had no idea you were going to call me a gorilla. I I said, coming girl, <laughs> girl. Oh. What? I didn't, wasn't. What is it? It's my science fair project. Oh, okay. You know, everybody <laughs> needs to get started on their science fair projects. Just so happens I brought my. Would you like to see it? Of course. <laughs> that face says volumes. <laughs> you know what? I don't think I want to see this anymore. <laughs> this is science fair project. That's like a thing around the waist. Call it corset. I know. Science for our project <clears throat> is now ready to go. I I think I hmm. Hmm. You think hmm? Okay. Do you mind helping me with this? 
<laughs> no. Oh, okay. Thanks for volunteering. You really want me to do this? You don't want to? I'll do it. You want to do it? Okay. I know I, where this goes. Could you, could you just hold this, this for me? Okay. It goes like this. You just hold it right there. That doesn't hurt, does it? Okay, hold it right. Can you hold it right there? I can. This is how you be a good sport. Velcro. Uh, tell us about that good sport stuff, will you? Oh my gosh. Uh oh. Tommy, hold it uh -oh. on for you. We got a problem. Houston. Look, I can hold okay. it on for you. Still. If you just cooperate here. Okay. We did it. We did it. This is the little pumper thing. This is like, oh, I'm not going to say okay. it. Can you feel the pressure building? Hello? Yep. Hello? Okay. What are we that should doing? Be plenty. We're doing a little bit of science research here. <laughs> Look, I can see you. You can? Yeah. My Cyclops okay. eye. I really, one eye. I want you to know that I really appreciate <laughs> your help with this. Look at that. Seriously. I can see that. I have one eye. Can I can see oh, no, you're supposed to be down like this. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm going to. I can't see I'm going to count to three. <laughs> we need a close up right here, please. Okay. Don't you on, on, what I want you to do is just turn your head a little bit this way. Tilt your head up just a bit. That's it. Good. Now, good, good. Now, on three, I want you to just stick your tongue out, please. <laughs> please. You didn't say three. Further. One, two, three. <laughs> you know Seriously? What? This is pressure. Under a lot of pressure. There we go. <laughs> okay, let me do this right. Here. <laughs> okay. I am back. What is, what is that? Your hair looks fine. Let me fix it. Okay, let's go. What? This is this is just wrong. What's <laughs> with that? Is it Doctor Billings or what is it, Doctor of? <laughs> Starts with that. <laughs> like I was saying. I wanted to show everybody this. <laughs> Don't leave them on. You are a very good sport. I take yes. social. Social. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I take social emotional okay. learning. We need to have a little bit of zoom in on this. I'd like to show everybody this beautiful coil, like is in this little camera here. There we go. Can you see that beautiful star? Isn't that pretty? Whoa. So there's wires that are wrapped around each of these pins, and they're on this little thing. And if I can, this can be a little hard to show, but if you can see on the end, the shaft there is levitating in the middle because it's magnetic, and it holds it right in the center of the thing as I turn it. The other side has a little pin that it's sitting on, if you can see it there. So you've got the idea. That's what this is. Do you know what this is called? Tell me. <laughs> this is a demonstration of the Hall effect. Remember, the Hall effect is a little sensor uh -huh. that can detect a magnetic field, uh -huh. the presence of a magnet. 
and this is an Izzy motor. Okay, Izzy. Okay. Izzy a motor. Mm -hmm. So I'm now going to connect the power to the motor. Okay. And we want to zoom in on this while I do this, probably. You know what? Maybe, yeah, I'll do this like this. We have the blue light on. Can you see the blue light? Uh -huh. That means we have power. That's really neat. So we're going to go ahead and spin this a little bit and see. You hear that? It's turning. Was. That noise is it's turning. Oh. All right, so what exactly is going on here? Can you see it? I can see it. So this is the Hall Effect Transducer. Oops, stay closer. This is sensing the presence of a magnetic field. And what it's doing is it's turning the magnetic field on and off which in turn spins the magnet that's on this shaft. Pretty cool. Makes a unique sound. Yeah, that's when I get it uncentered so it vibrates too much. You can really make it go fast. What do you think? This is the very same technology that is used to make the globes levitate. Where they're hanging down from a magnet mm -hmm. and you turn an electric coil on and off so fast that it holds it right there because this senses the presence of the magnet and keeps it at a certain distance. And it's amazing all the different things you can do with this little principle. So all this is doing is it's turning the electricity on and off. And it's turning it on and off at exactly the same time that this field is changing, which in turn makes this little cute motor spin. I think it's just, this thing will that actually spin 20,000 rotations per minute. It really cooks. Wow. So what is what do you use that for in real life? Science Live. Science Live. <laughs> yeah. uh, actually, so what is the benefit of it? This particular little demonstration, I think, qualifies as art. Let's take a look at it again. Can it's you see really the star? Neat. The star is actually one piece of wire coiled around these little pins. Can you see that? And so that coil, when it's powered up, the wire is po powered up creates a magnetic field, and the magnetic field is then uh, pushing against the magnet that's in this, on the shaft, and it actually is a way of making a motor. And you can actually create a fair amount of power with this. Now, we could have mm -hmm. put bearings, but it's fun that it's actually levitating on the end. I, I wonder if I can show you this a little better by pushing this over the edge. Uh, I'm going over the edge. Okay. Now, can you see it better there? See how it's, it's just floating mm -hmm. on a magnetic field there. A magnet in a magnet, so it's just centered. And on the opposite end, it's pushing against this piece of plastic. If I get the right angle, ugh, stay centered. There's a piece of plastic, and this shaft is pushing against the plastic, and so it gives it a, a 
stop and it, it will spin pushing against the plastic. And this side, it's a magnet within a magnet, and so it just stays centered right in the middle. Can you see how I can push it off center a little bit? That is really it's pretty, neat. pretty neat technology, and I think it is so pretty that it's even like art. What do you think? It really is like art. Mm -hmm. Hall effects do all sorts of things. They can be used to uh, time an engine so the spark fires when the fuel's ready to go at the right cycle. Uh, we, we use them just everywhere nowadays, and they're quite fascinating. I think it's amazing that you can make a neat little motor like this. It's, it's pretty powerful. Should we try it again? So what's on the end? So what is it? So you have three wires, and then what's that black thing on the end? That is the Hall effect sensor. Okay. So this is a, a device uh -huh. that detects the presence of a magnet. When it's close to a magnet, it turns off the ability to pass current and when the magnet goes away, it turns back on. Actually, it goes the other way. When the magnet's close, it turns on. Okay. It turns off. So it allows you to control things with very fast, precise timing. Yeah. Okay. Good. So if I use this this hall sensor, and I have a globe made out of metal that's mm -hmm. hanging here, and I put a magnet that's pulling the globe up, the globe would go up, and it would stay there. Remember our floating light bulb. Well, in this case. The magnet up here is an electromagnet, which means I can turn it on and off with electricity. And I've got the globe that's hanging down here, and it has a magnet in it. The magnet in the globe is sensed by the Hall effect sensor. Okay. So it says, I can tell there's a magnet close, so I'm going to turn off the coil. When the coil turns off, gravity pulls the globe down. And as it starts to get far enough away, the sensor says, hey, I can't sense a magnet, so I'm going to turn the coil back on. When it turns the coil back on, the coil becomes a magnet and pulls the globe back up. And when it gets close enough, the Hall effect sensor says, I can sense a magnet, so I'm going to turn off the coil. So really, the Earth is going That's why we get the shutters sometimes. Yeah? You're a good shutterer. <laughs> So that is a neat example. It's a feedback loop between the presence of the magnet, the closeness of the magnet, and the strength of electricity in the magnetic field. And you can use that to make it look like it's hovering right in space. And it is hovering. But really, you're turning the magnet on and off very fast. Interesting. It's pretty nifty if you think about it's it. Really nifty. Should we see if we can start it up again? Mm -hmm. Now, if I just put it down here by the coil, oh, I got it that time. Sometimes it'll just start if I can I get that. the right place. Usually I have to give it a little help. If it's in the right position, I can just start it. Do it again. Won't start, so if I turn it just a teeny bit, still won't start. Isn't that great? Got to turn it just the right amount to get hmm. it into a position where it's off polarization with the coil. So when I get it far enough away, it doesn't work. It can't sense the magnetic field. When it's close, it can. When you hear it vibrate, that's because <laughs> my timing of the coil is not perfect.
Hello. This kind of neat. If you get it just right, it can really go. the best angle. I can see it moving. <laughs> it's interesting. You can do it almost any angle and it still works. See how that works? It's got to be flat. That's what I think. I think it's neat. Science is amazing. Even in October. Yeah, I know about October now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, we should probably have a vote. Which was the most exciting thing? When the little hobbit turned into the gorilla, girl, gorilla, <laughs> or my science fair project? Oh. <laughs> you know, I think we missed a spot. Oh, did right we? There. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had you do my hair. Thank you. Yeah. I, scientists do a lot of things. In fact, <laughs> did you know that we scientists invented this? The aerosol or the smell? The hairspray. The, the hairspray. Yeah, only originally it wasn't going to be hairspray. Oh, it was going to be. It was going to be a new glue for glitter. <laughs> but and the then... glitter kept falling off, so we had to find an alternative market. <laughs> we knew there'd be somebody that would like to buy a glue that doesn't hold very well. Uh -huh. <laughs> we'll make a lot of money. Me off and this. the artists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. on art, too. Well, I'd like to thank everybody for joining us today. It's been a lot of fun talking yes. about the wonderments of science. And want to thank you and your people for not giving up when your thing didn't work. Yep, the opener. swing with it. Yeah, and just, <laughs> you were on the ropes, but you just stayed in there and you came through, didn't you? I always come through. Okay, see you next time. Mm -hmm. Bye.